If you feel like your horse isn't listening to you, if you feel like your horse is working against you, then it's probably because you're not listening to them or you're working against them. Welcome to the Dressage Connection podcast, where we are demystifying dressage training so your connection with your horse can flourish and you can start making sustainable momentum in your riding. I'm your host, Beth Carter, an Australian dressage trainer, coach, and the human behind BC Performance Horses with a passion for making correct dressage training understandable and accessible for every horse and rider. I believe that every horse benefits from dressage training, and I believe that it is possible to develop a horse that produces high quality work that scores well while still having an epic connection with your horse. I'm here to help you build foundations that will support you through the levels, own your role as your horse's trainer, and fall back in love with riding your horse. So put your foot in the stirrup, and let's build that dressage connection. Welcome back to the Dressage Connection podcast. I was just looking through my podcast stats before I recorded this, and can I just say, wow, the love you guys are showing this podcast from all over the world is just blowing me away. So before we get started, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to those of you who are tuning in from Australia, but also not in Australia. We have listeners in America and Europe and Asia. I just think that it's so cool that we're able to reach so many people all over the world. So just thank you so much for being here and don't forget you can always reach out to me with your feedback or what you would love to hear in an episode or your questions or even just your stories. I love hearing from you guys. With that said, let's get on to today's topic. It's something that I am very passionate about. Letting your horse guide your training. How often do you feel stuck in your training? How often do you feel like you have to fight your horse at every step of your training or that you're not getting something that you should definitely be getting by now because you've been training it long enough or they're a certain age or everyone else's horse is doing it? How often does, your, does training your horse feel hard or complicated or like you're speaking a different language or like you're working against each other on opposite teams? It shouldn't feel like that. It shouldn't feel like you're constantly fighting with your horse to make progress. Your horse is not trying to work against you. They just don't work like that. Horses don't work on the brainwave of, I'm going to do this to just really annoy her, or I know that she really wants me to do this thing, and because of that, I'm not going to do it. Horses are not spiteful. They are not out to get you or annoy you or make you mad. Most of the time, horses are forced into adverse behaviours by their riders. Whether that adverse behaviour is your horse refusing to do something by shutting down and not responding, or acting out in some way. If you feel like your horse isn't listening to you, if you feel like your horse is working against you, then it's probably because you're not listening to them or you're working against them. Horses are herd animals. Most of them are looking to be led by a herd leader because horses feel safe when they have a leader. Historically, in the wild, the horse has survived because because of the herd hierarchy. 
So it's genetically ingrained in horses to seek out a leader. And if no one else will step up and be that herd leader, then they will because otherwise in the wild, they will die. In a herd, what the leader says goes. No two horses in the herd are on the same level and each horse must listen to the horses that have higher status than them. Or they risk being kicked out of the herd, which means death. It's the job of the herd leader to protect the herd, which is why horses feel safer when they have a leader. Let's put that into context of you and your horse. Your horse probably doesn't want to be the leader unless you have that very rare type of horse that thinks they do. When you're with them, if you let them walk all over you or do whatever they want or ignore you, then your horse is acting as the leader of your herd. It's not them being naughty or trying to get one over on you. It's your horse responding to your lack of leadership. They are guiding you through life like a herd leader would guide their horse. Some horses cope really well with this. Some horses like that. Some horses will become extremely anxious and paranoid that literally everything is out to get them because they do not want this responsibility of being herd leader. They do not want to be the ones keeping you safe. It makes them really anxious. Instead, they want to rely on you to keep them safe. They don't want to have to think about safety. They want to just know that you're keeping them safe. With these horses, if you just step in and give them some clear guidance and support and just take whatever you're trying to do with them back to a place where they feel comfortable, then they will feel incredibly grateful and slowly start to feel more confident. The worst thing you can do for these type of horses is do what they could perceive as an attack. Because horses are prey animals and these particular horses are already feeling incredibly insecure in their position of protector. Telling them off or anything that they may think is you attacking them may tip them over the edge of overreaction. And then that's when these horses that are really sensitive or insecure or just the passive horses that want to be led become what people label as dangerous. For horses that cope or enjoy that herd leader status, you may have to challenge them a little bit for their power. But that doesn't mean beating them up or being cruel. It means being consistent in using aids that they respond to and behaving yourself like a herd leader with confidence and being gracious when they do the thing that you want. I like to call it firm but fair. No matter what personality type your horse has, if training your horse is feeling frustrating and like you're constantly stuck on the same 20 meter circle, here's some things that you can do. The first is to make sure that your horse understands what you want. Your horse can't do the thing that you want them to do if they don't understand exactly what that is. That means, first of all, making sure the aids that you put on are correct and clear. To put it into human context, picture this. You're in a maths class and your teacher asks you what's 2 plus 2. You say 4 and they say no, it's 5. That's pretty confusing because you answered the question that they asked you correctly, but they told you you were wrong because what they don't realize is they asked you what's 2 plus 2 when they meant to ask you and they thought they asked you what's 2 plus 3. Your teacher has asked you the wrong question, but you have given them the right answer to the question that they asked you. The thing is, because they had the answer to the question that they meant to ask you in their head, 
they tell you that you're wrong. So then you are confused and frustrated and feeling like an idiot because you thought you knew the answer, but you obviously don't. This is exactly what happens when you put the wrong aid on your horse. Then they give you exactly the response that you wanted and then you tell them that they're wrong. Just like you would be in that classroom scenario, your horse will be confused and frustrated because they did what you wanted and you gaslit them into thinking they were the problem when the problem was you. The other thing that you need to do to make sure that your horse is able to understand what you want is to set them up for it. Let's go back to that maths class. I know most of you are probably thinking, what a nightmare, but bear with me. If we go back to that maths class and your teacher asks you to solve an advanced algebra question, but they haven't taught you how to do basic math, how big of a chance do you think you have of getting that algebra question right? Chances are pretty slim, yeah? You'll probably feel frustrated and not good enough. Then when you ask the teacher for help, they don't help you. They just show you the equation again and again and start getting mad at you because you're not getting it. What if that teacher recognized that you were struggling and took you back to really simple maths where you felt comfortable and took the time to teach you all the components that you'll need for the algebra, then waited until that was solid, then they started you off on a really simple algebra question, supported you through that, waited until it was really solid, then they asked you for a harder algebra question. How much better would you feel about your ability to answer the question correctly? It would be incomparable because you've been given the tools you need to answer each component of the equation. So you understand the equation instead of having what may as well be gibberish thrown at you to answer. This overwhelming, confused, frustrated feeling is how your horse feels when you ask them to do something that you haven't trained the components of before you ask them to do it. In training, everything is an extension of something else. Everything is an extension of the foundations. The transition from walk to canter is an extension of the transition from trot to canter. So if your trot canter transition is not good, your walk canter transition is not going to be good. The transition itself is the bridge between the two paces. So if both paces on either side of the transition are no good, the transition cannot be good. The flying change is a canter transition in the new direction. So if you can't ride a, a canter transition from one direction to the other through a simple change or something, then how are you going to do a flying change? The half pass is an extension of the travers. To ride any of these things, you need to have the step beforehand established so that you can ride the next thing. Because while you may be able to get away with winging your training for a time, at some point your horse won't be able to keep solving equations they don't understand. Some horses will do their best and keep trying their hardest to give you what you want. Others will give in to the frustration and start acting out. And honestly, who can blame them? If your horse keeps giving you answers that are not the right answers to the question that you think that you're asking, listen to your horse and believe what they're telling you. Go back and make sure your horse, that you're asking your horse in a way that they understand. 
The second thing you're going to do is make sure that your horse is capable of doing the thing that you want. If you're being really clear in your aids and you've made sure all the steps leading up to the thing are solid, then it's time to assess whether your horse is actually physically able to do the thing you're asking of them. Like with what we just talked about, making sure the horse is mentally prepared to do the thing by taking it step by step, you need to make sure your horse is physically prepared in the same way. Let's use Travers being an extension of the half pass as an example. The Travers sets the horse up to be able to bend their body in the way that they need to bend in the half pass. If your horse finds bending this way on the straight line difficult, then they're definitely not going to find it any easier to do it while moving sideways. If your horse is finding something difficult, but they are understanding, then maybe they aren't physically strong enough to do it yet. Or maybe they they aren't strong enough to hold it for as long as you're expecting them to. Think if you went to the gym, if you've never lifted a weight before in your life, then you're not going to go straight to the heaviest weight in the gym and lift it while doing squats. That's just not a good idea. You're going to start on the weights that are manageable for you and learn good technique while you increase your strength. Before long, you'll find that you'll be able to lift increasingly heavier weights and that you'll be able to do it for longer and it's not going to fatigue you as much. Then you'll find it easy to add your squats in. The same goes for your horse. You can't expect them to go straight into the hard stuff when their body isn't prepared for it. If you've done all of these things, you've made it easy for your horse to understand by using correct aids that that are differentiated from any other aid, and you're taking it step by step so your horse not only understands each step, but is able to physically do each step, then I can pretty well guarantee your horse is in some kind of pain. Think about it. If you're sore somewhere, you're going to compensate. You're going to be in a bad mood when you're asked to do something that aggravates that pain. And if you're in enough pain, you'll even start refusing and acting in a way that is just not like you. I had a horse in for training that used to play up until he got into the first trot and then usually he was okay. Then the playing up got worse and he started playing up during the rides too. As far as the training was concerned, he should have been getting better. When he went well, he was going better than he ever went before and the owners were really happy, but I couldn't get his coat shiny like my other horses and while he gained a lot of top line, it just wasn't where it should have been and it was just niggling at me that his condition and this little play up at the start that was getting worse, not better. Luckily, the owners were fantastic. The first thing I checked was the physio and there was a little bit of tightness, but it was nothing explaining the behavior. Then we got the dentist out who found some wolf teeth that were sitting right where the bit sat. So we got those taken out. We gave him a break until he was okay with that. We changed the bit to something more comfortable. He got a little bit better, but it just wasn't right. My next point of call was to ring the vet so she could give him a full workover and she was booked to come and see him when all of a sudden he went very lame. This horse was very pigeon-toned, he was downhill and before he came to me he had been ridden very on the forehand and very hollow. So that put a lot of stress on those front legs that were already crooked. 
what had happened was over time, one of the ligaments in his front leg had stretched and continued stretching until there was a hole in it. And he showed absolutely no signs of lameness until all of a sudden he was very lame. We had so many types of professionals look at him in different ways and no one had picked it up. And I could have said to the owners, yeah, so your horse is an asshole and, and I've pushed him through it and now you have a rearing problem, which is what I think would have happened if I'd kept pushing. Or after the physio or the dentist saw him and cleared him, I could have said, well, he's been checked now. There's nothing wrong. It's definitely a training issue. Let's train him through this. Unfortunately, we were just a little bit too late to catch this um, injury before it was uh, it was bad. But we still caught it relatively early and it wasn't a behavioural problem. We rehabbed him and now he's working better than ever. Not only is he willing and rideable for his owner, but he has the tools to work correctly, which we are very hopeful will prevent him from relapsing. Also, his coat got really shiny and his top line just grew it was like overnight I had another horse actually this has happened a few times now where the owner has bought me the horse and told me that they can't canter one way or they buck in the canter or they just won't get this one canter lead only to get the physio out and have them find this huge knot behind the horse's shoulder blade just below, below the withers after the first time this happened, my physio explained to me that when the horse went into canter, the way their shoulder rotates in the transition on the inside was jabbing them right in that knot and making it unbearably painful. And that's why it was only a problem in the canter and not in the other paces. This is usually a problem that comes from a saddle that doesn't fit right. So we fixed the shoulder, we fixed the saddle, we shaped out the cantering so that the horse knows that it no longer hurts. We did that through lunging. And just like magic, the horse can canter. Except it's not magic. It's listening to the horse when they tell us that they're in pain and believing them. Then searching for the problem so that we can fix it. I cannot stress this enough that if your horse isn't doing the thing that you want or they're playing up, then it's for a reason. It's your job as your horse is human to listen to them not just assume the worst of them. Your horse can't speak to you in English, but they try and communicate with you in the very best way that they can. It's up to you to listen, accept that there's a problem, find the cause of that problem and fix it. You ask your horse for a lot. Your horse is a prey animal, yet you sit on their back like a predator. You separate them from their herd where they feel safe and ask them to partner with you. You ask them to get in a tiny little metal box on wheels and stand still while you drive them down the road. We ask so much of our horses and they do their very best for us. When they aren't doing the thing that you want from them, it's usually because you haven't made it easy or possible or comfortable for them. Your horse is trying to speak to you. It's up to you to listen. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Dressage Connection podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes and leave a rating, review, or share a screenshot of this episode to your stories to help more people find their Dressage Connection. You can always reach out to me on Instagram with any questions about anything we've covered on the podcast, your own riding journey, or just to say hi at 
bc.performancesources. You can also get the latest info about how you can work with me on my website, bcperformancehorses.com. I can't wait to hang out with you in the next episode, but in the meantime, go on and build that beautiful dressage connection 